Hello, hello, and a third hello. Welcome to Don't Forget Your Towel. I'm your host and GM, Azul, and this is episode 5 of Soth, a game of cultists versus investigators. So recently, because of the Omicron variant hitting us, New Zealand has gone into the red light level. Thankfully, this isn't a lockdown, but given the restrictions, we're very aware that many people in the creative industries are affected by it, us included. We just wanted to say that our hearts go out to any artists who've had their work or shows affected by this. It's okay, we can do it. I'm certain that we'll be able to overcome this challenge and see the greener grass on the other side. Kia kaha. That being said, onwards to the episode. Previously on Don't Forget Your Towel. Whoever this other traveler is has wronged us. It is up to you to go and find him and bring him to Soth's light. Yes. I will avenge Izzy. This will, in some ways, in some ways, be an easier ritual than the second. As to the details, that is a discussion for myself and the cult leader only. What is going on between you and Sage? She has some kind of compulsion or desire to do with the tome. If the chain of command has a weak link, then we need to cut that link off. The third ritual requires a sacrifice of a cult member. I think you know who would be appropriate. All right now, praise be to Soth. I don't want to go home tonight, Sage. Can I say yours with you and Myrtle? You are more than welcome. Everything uh, going all, all right there, Myrtle? Delightful. Now, if you will excuse us. You are not better than me. Don't you dare walk away from me like that again. Well, there's the brother I know. Welcome back. Are you okay? Why, yes, of course, dear. Whatever is the matter? Um, let's just say that it has come to my attention that something disastrous happened this afternoon near the library, maybe inside the library. What do you mean, something happened? No, I, I, I can't say. It was in confidence. Please do me a favor. Just just stay away from the library for, for a few days. That, that's all I'm asking. I'm sure Doug can take care of everything and... Yes, you see, that is the thing. <laughs> Doug cannot. He spontaneously decided to move to Italy. It's not just Doug. Izzy's missing too. And I say missing because he was supposed to present something to our congregation today. It was a big day for him. Are you sure he's missing? I have it under good authority that he is missing. Myrtle, you didn't tell me you were bringing a guest over tonight. Yeah, I just met James early at the church. He had some very interesting things to say about my brother. James, we miss you at the library this afternoon. Oh, you must have just missed me. Must have. I took a good look inside. Quite a lovely library you have there. A lot of um, interesting art exhibitions. I'm just here for a, for a few days, of course. Yes, of course. Only a very few days. Hey, hon. I realized that was wrong all this time about Benjamin. I thought he could help us. Everything I've done is for the good of Soth. What? It's the only way I can keep you safe, Myrtle, please. Safe? What are you, what are you talking about? Richard, I... it was necessary. You are the bloodline that we need. We don't need Benjamin. I'm gonna head off now. Good night, Dotty. I'm gonna take the ornament and throw it at his head. I'm gonna pick up the poker by the hearth and just walk over and repeatedly stab him. He falls unconscious. Should we save him just in case? That might be wise. We can bind him. I can get some rope. Dotty, you also see her trying to climb out of the window. That's probably wise, Myrtle. You might not last long here. Please, just just let me go, okay? I, I didn't see... I, 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 I want to... I, I... Then run. 
Myrtle, where are you? Myrtle, come back. Sir, we have visitors. They demand to see you, sir. And he goes to the front door and he opens it. And you come face to face with two fully dressed police officers who look at you, nod and say, Evening. On all Christmas Day, on the Isle of just been rudely interrupted in midst of telling a tale as old as time to your young impressionable children. Walking up to the door, irritated but also perhaps curious, you find yourself face to face with two policemen staring at you intently. One of them is a few heads taller than the other, although the shorter one seems calmer compared to the twitching face of his companion. The taller of the two takes off his bobby hat, nods to you and says, Evening, Mr. Crothers. Well, good evening to you both there. Uh, now, what do I owe the uh, pleasure of your company this evening? Um, uh, of course, Mr. Crothers, we are so very sorry to bother you at this time. Um, how do I say this? He looks at the other cop briefly, who shrugs in return. Then he looks back at you. Um, I'm not sure if you remember me, Constable Leon. You, um, you helped me out quite a bit in the past. A couple of months ago, when the station was running low on funds and, and, you know, that sort of thing. Uh, I was the one who got a bit too carried away, uh, if, if you know what I mean, at last month's, um, police festival and started, uh, shouting about how kind and gracious you've been to us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I am uh, both absolutely uh, pleased to see you, and uh, don't be ashamed there, dear lad. You know how it is. Boys will be boys. True words, Mr. Crothers, true words. I honestly wish everyone thought like you. Uh, so, knowing that, sir, and it brings me no pleasure to do, I mean, to, to say this or, or do this, but we've had a few tips, sir, about you um, recently. And again, this is not my decision. I, I do not want to be a part of this. It's it's the chief. You know you know how he can be. He runs a tight ship and always the untrusting sort. But I, I, I completely believe that you're innocent. No, I, I know that you're innocent, but we, we're here to... He opens his mouth a few times like a fish out of water, and it's not until he gets jabbed in the ribs by his colleague that he blurts out, Take you in, sir. Hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm gonna give him kind of like a, a look of just like uh, curious contemplation. Nothing to be suspicious of here. Well, that that is... Hmm. Well, that is very uh, peculiar, my friend. On what grounds, might I ask? You see, I've only just put my children to uh, sleep, and uh, I would like to know uh, perhaps why I might be leaving them alone. No, 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 of, of course not. And, and honestly, if it were up to me, I wouldn't, I, I would have just kicked out that 
probably stupid and just insane idiot who dares to give such a tip to us, you know? Like, it, it's clearly false and... But apparently you're involved in it and, well, there's apparently been some disappearances of some sort. And you can quote me on this, I'm certain that these were just communist bull poop. <laughs> wow, now, that is the most peculiar bit of fiction that I've heard today. Perhaps m might you be able to um, illuminate me uh, as to who might ma be making such uh, gratuitous claims. I would like to know that myself, you know, to, to take it to my own hands and... You know what? No, no, it... I apologize. You're just doing your job. And I apologize. I, I do so apologize. I think I think maybe that my mind is just dope. If this, is, this seems like such a... A curious thing. Now, you want me to come with you now, you say? Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, sir. I was just telling Blake here as well. Wasn't I, Blake? That Mr. Crothers, perfect gentleman, diamond in the rough. Blake, the other cop, stares back at Leon with a slightly raised eyebrow. Leon turns back to you and says, He's, um, he's, he's, he's mute. But he agrees wholeheartedly that, uh, this should not be happening, sir. This is just protocol. And if you have, uh, if you, if you could just come down to the station with us for a few minutes, I'm, I'm sure we can sort it out, you know, with no evidence, mind you, as, as, as I mentioned. I'm not sure what else to say, sir. Don't mind yourself none there, my boy. If you would just please allow me. Uh, Jeeves! There's a shuffling sound from behind, and Jeeves kind of floats towards you. Well, not literally, but he's, he's mastered the art of walking as if he's floating. <laughs> Sir, you called? Yes. Now, these kind gentlemen have uh, asked me to accompany them back into town for some line of questioning. I don't want you to fret none, but I would love it if you could just please take care of the kids. And if I'm not back by tomorrow morning, please make sure that they are fed have breakfast and uh, make their way on to school now, you hear? He tends to look at the cops with a very skeptical kind of glance and then looks back at you and bows slightly and says, Of course, uh, <clears throat> may I suggest that we call your lawyers or is will that be unnecessary, sir? Well, I imagine that there will be some calls that we would need to make. Now, you go on ahead and uh, make sure that Alexander is on there. Uh, uh, on call, uh, but, uh, and I'm gonna look at Leon. Well, now, I don't think that we'll be needing none of that. Or at least I shouldn't hope so. But, uh, Leon, was it? Yes, Mr. Crudz, I'm sure that nothing of the sort is necessary. And you know mm. how lawyers can be, they're just terrible people. Mm. Well, we can't, uh, be offering none of this, uh, lawyer types and, 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 and this, uh, all this bureaucracy, of course. I'm gonna just lean close into Jeeves's uh, thing and say, like, we have a lot to accomplish in the next couple of days with this uh, big event, and I want to make sure that none of our plans are muddled up by any of this. So you make sure that whatever this is, it uh, goes away. He raises an eyebrow very slightly and then gives his old Jeeves smile, just one side of his mouth turning upwards very slightly. Of course, uh, as you wish. Whatever it takes. And then I'm gonna, oh, well, Lance, um, so, will I be riding in the back with you? Or do you want me to follow you in my car? Oh, uh, well, I, uh, yes, uh, Mr. Carthus, we are incredibly apologetic, but protocol dictates that, you know what? Uh, it's it's oh, fine. Let's, you, you wanna you talk can just, me? You wanna put, let's put shackles no. on me? No, no, no. In my own house. Sir, no, no. Uh, calm down, sir. Um, 
Uh, no, it, it's fine. You can just follow us. How's that? Is, is that? is that? Would that work for you? Well, that sounds absolutely delightful. Thank you so much for understanding, sir. We'll we'll keep it. Yes, uh, just just follow us. Well, I'll be seeing you soon, Jeeves. You take care of the kids now, you hear? Jeeves nods at you with a blank face. He's already starting to head back inside to sort everything out. The door closes behind you, and while you're walking towards your... Uh, was it a truck that you use, or...? Uh, Jeeves has his own truck, but I also have uh, a car. I've never discussed what kind of car it is. It's a little bit more, mm. like, of my stature, as it were. Of course, But, of course. I mean, I think for the most part, anything that's untoward, I've done in... <laughs> I've done using Jeeves' truck. <laughs> <laughs> Just keeping it safe. Uh, are you going to be using your own car in this context, or...? I will be using my own car. I moved the bodies in the other car. <laughs> I'm not taking that one. <laughs> As you're walking out, Leon keeps blurting things out, making small talk. Your estate is fairly large, so it does take mm. some time to walk from the entrance to the garage where you keep your car. Uh, again, sir, I am so sorry. We've just been having a lot of random tips of all sorts for the past few days. Men, women, just people who clearly can't mind their own business. Pretty sure something's going on with them, to be honest. Well, it, it is the season, my friend. Uh, there's a lot of business and a lot of hullabaloo uh, happening around this time of year. I absolutely can understand. But what do you mean uh, in particular about this um, not minding their own business? I'm very curious to understand the the quandary that I find myself in right now. Well, it's just unchristian. It's Christmas time. People should be taking care of their families and, and, and remembering how fortunate they are that God keeps them well and alive and in fortune. And instead, they're just giving up tips about dis uh, alleged disappearances and suspicious behavior. I mean, if you ask me, they're the ones being suspicious. We live in Collinsville, for God's sake. Yes, uh, yes, son. Collinsville, of course. Uh, of course, uh, my great-great-grandpappy founded this uh, this blessed little township. And, of course, uh, I, under I understand the... Uh, it gets a little peculiar. And we are a small town, and people talk. Why, well, I believe, uh, not just a couple of days ago, I believe that uh, Jeeves spotted someone uh, snooping around my estate. Now, we didn't think much of it, but... Uh, if there are any kind of peculiar disappearances, then perhaps uh, maybe we might be able to uh, assist you in, in any way that you need. I believe it was some kind of old woman, perhaps. Oh, this is what I'm talking about. Betty Mavis, you, your business is not Betty Mavis's business. And just, just the fact that she's... Uh, he immediately stops what he was saying. What I mean to say, sir, is that these accusations from someone anonymous that you do not know because it's police business and you do not have the um, jurisdiction for it, sorry, sir, are void. Yes, yeah, they're void. Um, most of the department believes that it's just, you know, a, a false accusation. And honestly, the only reason we're even following these through is, 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 is because... Hey, now, don't you fret none. Now, I appreciate all you're doing to help me, and believe me, uh, justice will find a way, and so will I. As it always does, uh, we are, and and with your support and benefits to the department, we will be onto this immediately, and we'll clear all of these hilarious accusations against you. Please do <laughs> not worry. Well, I appreciate that. Betty Mavers on my shit list. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe with that, we'll end that scene. Hmm. 
Now, uh, that does constitute one of the longer discussions, right? It does. I feel like I dropped kind of a lot of what I thought were little kind of, you know, the switches between Jeeves and the cops. Like, oh, I'm, I'm so friendly, blah, blah, blah. You got to make this go away any way you can. Or does Jeeves even count? Because I don't think I was having a lengthy conversation with him. Yeah, I, I do hear you. And if what I'm going to say isn't fair, please do say so. But since all of this was related to Jeeves, who was not hmm. really part of the um, lengthy conversation of note, I think that you actually haven't held up your mask of sanity. To be honest, I don't think you were anything but a perfect gentleman to them. Mm. Very well. Give me some clarity. <laughs> cool. So that's the end of the day. All scenes are done for the night. Before we start on the scenes for the next day, compulsions and obligations. Let's go through those very quickly. With regards to your compulsions, I believe Kath and Dottie completed theirs. However, Sage and Benji have not completed theirs. For not completing your compulsions, please take one clarity. So, regarding obligations, I believe you've all actually completed them for today, right? Yeah. Okay, so moving onwards, what do you all want to do? What scenes do you wish for? Well, I just um, had a pretty large scene, so I'm happy to, like, I presume that the rest of what I'm up to for the day is going to take place, mostly at uh, the police station or sheriff station or whatever. So I'm happy to wait until everyone else is done. Actually, I should add to that, um, just as a, to explain what happens to you, because this would count as part of the scene. So you do, um, you are taken to the police station and uh, placed in a jail cell. Um, they're very apologetic, completely apologetic, and they say that they'll get back to you as soon as the chief's in, which would be very I soon. Said, like, any charges? No. Nope. This is the 1950s. Um, <laughs> they're very apologetic, and throughout the night, they bring you food and other things. At one point in the night, they actually literally run out somewhere and bring you food, like cooked food. They're insistent on making sure you're okay and you have everything you need. What do you do when all of this is happening, all of this trouble around you? I play the perfect gentleman, but I also guilt trip the hell out of them. So, like, uh, <laughs> I, you know, when they bring me food, I'll be like, oh, uh, don't mind me. I'm, I'm happy to wait. Any kind of acts of kindness, I will politely decline and then just definitely seem as though, like, you know, you've put me in this position and... You're the bad guy. Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you feel bad about this? <laughs> I sure hope that my kids make it to uh, school this morning. <laughs> or, I mean, their Sunday classes because it is the holidays. <laughs> or whatever. Oh, yeah. I have kids. <laughs> oh, yeah. They feel so incredibly guilty. There are a few officers in the station and they provide you with cushions to sit down instead of the mucky jail bench. And instead of minding their own business, they begin to bring small chairs and sit next to you. And talk to you about really anything they can come up with. You hear them talking about the looming wars, the weather, just really anything that they can think of that they're fairly certain everyone has the same opinion about, you know, to keep it safe. They're trying to stay as much in your good side as possible, even though they are keeping you in a jail cell. And we'll end the scene there. Cool. So, so reckon, for Dottie and Sage, okay, what are you so two wanting to do now? Where is Sage at the moment? So I went out to look for Myrtle. Okay, so you're still not back. I imagine I'd probably, I'd probably come back like after a couple of hours because it's mm. probably just too dark and wait until morning. Or like maybe there's a chance that she comes back to the house. So yeah, maybe like 3, 4 a.m. I return to the house. Okay, so I reckon Dottie has just sort of sat 
with James. Until then, he's in the living room, I believe, is where this fight took place, and I tied him up. And he's a, a big dude. It would be too heavy to take him anywhere else by myself. So I've just sort of sat watching over him um, to make sure that everything stays in order until Sage gets back. Maybe, okay, yeah, maybe I'll do like a summary now. So maybe we can just move him away from like the windows <laughs> and like out of the living area. Maybe let's put him in the bathroom. Like we can like chuck him in the bathtub or something and figure out what to do with him in the morning. Mm-hmm. Do we need to have a conversation about what just happened? Do you want to or? Dottie will be happy not to say anything because Sage didn't hear what I said to Myrtle or anything. So if Sage doesn't bring it up, I won't. Hmm. I feel like maybe we don't need to say anything to each other. I feel like maybe we're just kind of processing everything that's happened. And I'm obviously like very distressed about Myrtle that still hasn't come back yet. Yeah, yeah. So I'll just sort of touch you on the shoulder and then go to, I'm going to say I'm probably sleeping on the couch. So I'll retire to the couch for now. Yeah. And I mean, I'll still like treat you as a guest. I'll like get you blankets and pillows and like tea or water or anything you'd, you'd like. Cool. So we go to bed at about probably five, five in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> uh, she's very confused about what just happened. But um, as long as you guys are aligned, <laughs> that's the important. <laughs> oh, is, was that confusing? That's not, that's not good. It's confusing. Oh, is it just me? Um, or did... I'm, it's not like what happened was confusing. It's more like, okay, I guess they're just going to go to bed and have tea and biscuits. <laughs> <In the morning. laughs> that's cool. <laughs> that's, that's right. We put James in the bathtub and decide that's enough of everything for now and the best thing is sleep we'll think about it in the morning yeah okay yeah. so is everything sorted in the elderwood household did you clean up the blood and chaos um oh was there blood no i think we just kind of moved him and there was it okay that's fine then everything's peachy at the elderwood household apparently what do you want to do it is thursday morning now so my plan for the day is basically to fulfill my obligation like i would want to maybe check in on matthew in the morning and like make sure he's doing okay and like he's feeling better after our conversation last night and then i'll go into the library and work at the library one thing that you notice hmm. is that matthew's already gone when you check on him oh. uh, quite early this is quite unusual of him but he's hmm. he's gone huh is there any anything unusual about like our room or the house or anything not as far as you can tell no hmm. i would like to stop in at the church on my way to the library and see if he's there so you do make your way to the church and you find that the church door is closed. You can't tell if somebody's inside. You can just tell that if somebody is inside, they don't want anyone coming in at the moment. Okie dokie. Like generally the church is closed when Matthew's not inside, but that isn't like you have, you have known him to sometimes close himself off in the church for like private praying sessions or yeah, yeah. to write a very emotional sermon and things like that. So you, you honestly yeah. can't tell. Yeah. Okay, I'll just head over to the library and open up for the day. Oh. Yeah, and obviously everything is cleaned up from, from yesterday, but the altar is still there. Yeah, we're going to back up a bit. As you come up to the grand marble steps of the library, Kath, mm -hmm. you notice that there is a man kind of walking up and down in front of the door. This would be of no consequence because people always come to the library. There have been multiple days when in the morning somebody's been waiting for the library to open so that they can read their books or get what they want. The thing that does concern you, however, is that this person is dressed in very peculiar garb, the garb that is often representing the police force. It is a policeman, a beat cop, 
Exact. He kind of sees you coming and just stops his walking up and down and nods to you as you do you approach him. What do you do? Well, he's in front of the library, right? Yep. In front of the doors. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I approach him and I'll just say, good morning, officer. Morning, madam. Um, How are you doing? Oh, I'm doing quite well, thank you. And and how are you? Oh, you know, uh, duty as always. Uh, mm. Pretty early, honestly. Not really a morning person, but you know how things can be. Oh, yes. Grinding away. As we do, you know, working hard or hardly working or whatever that mm. phrase is. Um, Indeed. So, Miss, um, Madam, sorry. Uh, we've been told that some odd uh, happenings have been going around the library. I just check in and make sure everything's okay. Uh, oh, dear. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, do you mind if I take a look around? Well, I've already taken a look around and everything seems okay, but I think just for your safety, I should make sure the insides are pretty okay as well. Of course. Not a problem. I was just about to open up. Of course, of course. Uh, by the way, where where is... um? What's his name? Uh, Doug. Doug. Yeah, yeah. Doug. Um, he's usually, uh, I mean, he's usually in charge, right? Yes. Uh, well, I, well, he, he was here yesterday and um, he went home in the afternoon as usual and I locked up and well, I haven't seen him since then. Uh, but it's not unusual for him to come in a bit later to keep his own hours, so to speak. Oh, we we know he definitely does tend to come in a bit late, uh, spends most of his time in the bar drinking. I mean, doing nothing with alcohol because that's illegal. Indeed. (laughs) Yes, and if if we find alcohol, um, we will take them in because that is what the police does. We do not, we definitely do not host private functions with you know what just uh, let's get this done and over with miss uh, i mean madam uh sorry it's just i don't usually talk to you know what D- don't worry about it yeah why um, don't you come on in and yes of course open up the door and and lead him in he's a uh, whole new shade of red but uh he, he kind of follows you in uh takes a look around and uh, do you what, what do you do what do you say to him as he's um just you know walking into the library i kind of just lead him in to like the main area and sort of just like gesture well uh, go on ahead i'll just be pottering about certainly madam certainly um yes i'll I'll check back with you uh where will you be just to make sure everything's uh good and swift as they say uh i'll just be here behind the counter okay um cool uh stay safe uh you know odd things happening and all that or at least that's what they say and you just kind of starts whistling and walks through the library. (laughs) Way to stick the landing, new dog. (laughs) (laughs) So I want to stay at the counter so that it's sort of a central position so I can keep an eye on him. Yeah. Have you cleaned the altar? Yeah, like I cleaned all the like sheets and blood and stuff. But the actual, like the altar that I put up is there. Cool. But obviously without the tome and the bloody knife. Of course. Yeah, it just just looks like a sort of weird religious altar. Yeah. It doesn't take long before you hear a somewhat concerned, "Um, Madam, could you you come here this this way for a moment? Oh, yes, coming. Uh, Yes, what is it? He looks towards the altar and then looks back at you incredulously. Uh, This... This wasn't here oh, before. Yes. Well, we've been, uh, we, I say, uh, Doug and I and a few others from the town, we've been planning a little Christmas do, a, a, uh, a Christmas reading for the children, and we were experimenting with a few decorations. Uh, I'm afraid this was Doug's attempt at a nativity scene. <laughs> Bless his soul. <laughs> he looks at the altar again, crosses himself frantically and glares at you. Madam, I are you 
Where is Doug? This does not look like anything a good question would do. This this looks no. evil. Oh, my goodness. What makes you say that? He points at the altar again, giving you an exacerbated face. What makes you... Are you okay? Well, yes, of course. Are you all right? You seem very flustered by this... This child's arrangement. This was done by a grown man. But I mean that it is childlike in nature. I... Could you... Where... When did you last see Mr. McMahon? Yesterday afternoon, like I told you. Here in the library? Yes. Okay, if you if you see him again, please inform us. Of I course. think we need to have a talk with this. Yes, a, a talk. We need My to have goodness. a talk with him. Is, is everything all right, officer? And I would like to step quite close to him. He raises himself up and slowly takes a step back and says, Um... No, I, 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 uh, we, we are a good community here at Collinsville and we will not allow such, he looks back at the altar, evil things to happen here. Please, please take this down. No, no one should see this. Oh, I, I do apologize. Uh, of course. You know that I am devoutly religious. As, as the pastor's wife, of course. And I merely thought this a, a bit of harmless fun. Doug has his eccentricities, after all. Yes, but perhaps. If you say there is something wrong here, then, well, of course, I will listen. Well, no, madam, no one's suspecting you. We, we do know that you're of good, good family. Um, and with Matthew with you, I mean, he's a good man. But this is, this is, I mean, not only, like, we, we, we gave Doug enough leeway. He, he never attends church gatherings or anything to do with the church. And sure, okay, you know, we always thought... That was just because, you know, he's a, he's an odd fellow, as you know. But this, this is going too far. No one, this, this is making our community unsafe. This, this should not happen. Please, uh, do you need help? We need to take this down now. Like, the library's open. We can't let anyone else see this. Oh, oh my, my goodness. Uh, no, that, that, that is quite all right. P people don't usually come in for the first couple of hours, so I'm sure I can take this down in no time at all. Very well. You, you do that. I am going to get myself some holy water and come back to make sure that this, 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 uh, just, uh, I, I will, I'll be back. And he kind of just walks away. Okay. I will start begrudgingly taking down the altar. And I'll just kind of put all the little elements. I'll, I'll go and I'll like put them on a table in the restricted section. Hmm. With every single individual piece that you take off of the altar, it almost seems like something's trying to stop you. I just kind of whisper to myself, please forgive me, Soph. This is for the greater good, for your plans to go ahead, for you to be summoned. This is a necessary evil. And I continue. And we'll end the scene there. What say you, everyone? What would you like to do next? Just a question. Did we, like, sort out the bodies? What do we do with them? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think they're in the uh, temple. That's right. Oh, that's yeah, right. Yeah, they're yes. in the temple. Yeah, but I believe that I put a lot of the onus of cleaning up on Sage to make up for uh, their previous transgressions mm. against the cult. Yes, I think the extent of what I did was just put the bodies in the temple mm -hmm. and then I ran off and... Most likely I've just forgotten all about that now with Myrtle missing. <laughs> yeah. Okay, great. Then I'm going to suggest in the morning, let's say, oh, we, we, we probably went to bed at five, but probably didn't sleep that well. We probably woke up at like, what, 
10 a.m. Uh, I might like wake up at like 8 or 9 just to see if like Myrtle's, Myrtle's returned home. Mm. I'm going to say that I, I managed to sleep in until maybe 9.30 and do I, I'm sleeping in the lounge. Um, do I see you? Are you in the kitchen when I wake up? In the loungy kitchen area? Um, I think I'll wake up and if Myrtle's not around, my plan is to like go around town looking for her. Okay, so you've you've have you already left when I wake up at nine thirty? Yeah, I think that would that would be like eight, eight thirty that I would have woken up and left and just like tried my best not to disturb you. Okay, great. Maybe if you have something, a scene you want to do after you leave, if you want to run into somebody, you can do that. So I think, yeah, if I leave the house, the first place I'll go to is the community garden. I will like put a sign up on my door just saying that the um, apothecary is closed and that I'll be seeing my patients like tomorrow and yeah, make my way to the community garden, which is, I guess it's next to the community center. So heading into town. Yeah. So does does uh, Sage find Myrtle when she's looking around the town? Well, where do you look? Okay, community garden, and then I'll go past the Carruthers statue towards the port. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I don't think she'll be at the library, so I might just head straight back home and walk around the forest, see if I can see like any traces of her now that it's like daytime, and see if she maybe dropped anything when she was like running away. Okay, so I'm gonna evaluate your actions now and confirm if they're successful. And I think that you are successful in finding some clues. This is basically like your backyard. You're very familiar with this area. You find some broken twigs and evidence of movement, some footprints, footprints with fairly large spaces between one another. Footprints of someone who is running. They lead through the woods towards the Crothers Manor before suddenly turning towards the road, specifically the Great Forest West Road. Hmm. Okay, so I'm kind of around the Carruthers estate at the moment. You, you're still in the woods. Uh, by by Carruthers estate, I just mean in the direction of the Carruthers estate, like north, northwestwards. Okay, I think that I am going to make my way to the Carruthers estate and knock on the door. What time around is this, Sage? Um, so maybe that's like 9.30, spent around an hour looking for her. Cool. So Sage, you hear some shouts coming from children. They then recede and the door opens very slowly. You see the face of Jeeves staring down at you. He's actually quite tall and somehow the way he holds his face makes him seem even taller. He looks at you for a moment silently before saying, yes? Uh, Jeeves, good morning. (laughs) I'm very sorry to call on you so early, um, but I was wondering if Benji is in at the moment. I apologize, Mrs. Elderwood. He is currently predisposed with some urgent work. Oh, oh, well, do you know where I could find him? Is he somewhere in town? I do know where you can find him. However, I believe he wishes to be undisturbed by menial requirements. Well, I'm sure you wouldn't think this is menial. You see, Myrtle hasn't come home, and I am a bit worried for her safety. As he's staring at you, as you've just said this, you kind of almost see something soften in his eyes. But almost immediately afterwards, he catches himself and resumes his cold gaze down towards you. Uh, Yet again, Mrs. Elderwood, I sincerely apologize, but the Crothers family is not particularly involved in your familial matters, nor do we have the time for such 
trivial arguments. Trivial. This is Myrtle. This is this is family. This is your family. This is your one of your superiors. Why would you not care for her well-being? He gives you a small smack, looking at you with contempt. I only have one superior, madam, and he is currently busy. Right. Well, okay, I don't have time to waste, so thanks for nothing, you old... <laughs> I was going to say, your old fart. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm going to just like kick over like one of the like I assume there's heaps of like statues and things just on the front lawn so as I walk away I'm just gonna kick one of them over throw some like stones around I I do not think that you succeed in kicking one of them over yeah uh, well, I'll try your... I try my best <laughs> yeah. you, you do try oh no the master's <laughs> favorite garden gnome um, <laughs> yes so I imagine it's too heavy to fall over so I'll just like yeah I think as you do that you hear Jeeves uh, calling out to you Mind the statues, madam. Each one is more valuable than you. I don't care about your statues. Come Christmas Day, you're all gonna die. And I don't care about stupid (laughs) statues. And I just run off. As you wish, madam. Jeeves closes his door. (laughs) Damn. Okay. Well, you definitely succeeded in Mask of Sanity, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Jeeves' <laughs> oh, Jeeves slow talking really, really riled me up. <laughs> <laughs> so, Benji, time has not been kind to you through the night, even though all the police officers have been trying their very best to keep you at your best spirits. At around 9am, you hear the regular music broadcast suddenly being cut off. Good morning, I'm Paul Henry, and we interrupt your regular broadcast of The Edge of Collinsville Music to bring you breaking news of something very strange happening to our very own country of New Zealand. Scientists have spotted a new star in our solar system and gone on to name it Gomery. The so-called experts say that this is unlike any other star that they've seen before, having an incredibly dark blue hue. Scientists are scrambling to find out how they could have missed something so huge and, well, obvious. If you ask me, that's what you get for believing in all of this sciencey propaganda. To be honest, I think that they're all demon worshippers. So, if you're feeling a heat wave sometime soon or feeling like the environment is getting warm, Do not, I repeat, do not believe those loud few who insist that our globe is warming up. It is merely a heatwave caused by this star that they failed to detect to begin with. Tide goes in, tide goes out. Scientists can't explain that. How did the moon get there? How did the sun get there? Didn't think of that, did you? Exactly. Paul Henry signing out. Stay safe, Collinsville. I will, in quiet kind of contemplation, hearing this news, do I recognize any kind of like cultural significance to what we're doing? Do I recognize that that star is directly influenced by our operation, our 
sacrifices and ceremonies to summon Soth? Do I see this as a sign? Very good question. I kind of have to pass that question on to our holder of the tome. Mm-hmm. Have you had a conversation with your fellow cult members about this? Um, I, I think I would have definitely talked to Benji about it, oh. okay. given that his family is like instrumental in the founding of this cult. I feel like we would have discussed these kinds of things. I actually like that as well. I, I think, Benji, to add to that, in your mansion, in the basement of your mansion, there is a large portrait of the first cultist Crothers mm. bowing down to a large glowing blue star. It's painted in a portrait. Yeah, nice. Okay, good to know. Yeah, in that case, hearing this, uh, uh, what, is, what is it, someone who isn't brought into the, uh, the fold, as it were, like talk about this, I'm going to be kind of like, in, in the back of my mind, be like, how dare you be the one to welcome in this great signal <laughs> of Soth, and maybe like just out of the side of my mouth, spit on the ground. But then in doing that, I will, like, I've been mostly motionless during this entire thing, just sitting there, just, no, I'm good, you know keeping up the um, the facade, as it were. But for just this moment, it's going to drop and I'm going to lower myself down to my knees. And whatever pose is in that, that painting that you just described, I will kind of uh, mirror that pose and do the kind of ritualistic movements that one might have done to welcome this new signal of Soth, to welcome Soth into this world. Quietly, silently, and with complete disregard for anyone who's around me and who might be watching. Of course. And it is, you know, you've you've waited for this moment, Benji. It is a truly, like, you feel like your soul and your heart is kind of being freed by just doing these motions. It's almost like you, almost like you were born for this moment, you know, just, just waiting patiently until this moment has come. And this is all fine, except as you're ending your movements, you hear the voice. It's, it's a bit of a, a gruff voice, but also very reserved. It's not a voice that you heard all night, uh, but you do recognize it. Mm. The voice says, Pilates, is it, Benjamin? <laughs> you know, the yogis in their infinite wisdom shared themselves a sense of enlightenment when they actuated these poses of power. Maybe it's not something to take so lightly. And who is it? It is the chief of the department. His name is Glenn. Glenn Richards. Yeah, okay. And you are not a fan of Glenn. Why is that? Um, Glenn Richards. Is his family... A few a few other questions. Of course. Is his family like a long line of police chiefs, so on and so forth? He's actually not originally from Collinsville. Okay. So he's not Collinsville local. No, no. All right. How old is he? Uh, around his late 40s. He's been in the town for a while. Okay. So long enough to perhaps have been maybe involved in the investigation of my wife's um, mm. uh, passing as well. Yeah, so yeah. If- I, I imagine that then, if I am not a fan of him, I imagine it is because like very much of the time or like in any situation when one's a significant other passes, the immediate reaction is the husband did it. And I imagine that this is a line of questioning that he may have uh, pursued at some point. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. I'm going to add something to that, though. During your wife's disappearance, no one in Collinsville at all suspected you for any wrongdoing. You were so far away from the crowd of suspects. He was the only cop, the only cop at the time, to insist and push at the idea that they should investigate you as well. Yeah. Did I do it? Did I not? Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) 
But yeah, I think that's certainly something that uh, would have been a point of contention for the both of us. So yes, um, as I say my spiel about uh, yogis, I will not change position. I will not change, but I will have like a wry smile and then say, Mr. Richards, now what do I owe the pleasure of your acquaintance this morning? He smiles at you. So all four of you, having had to balance two lives and lie and keep your cultist activities hidden, you're all better at reading people than others. You, Benji, are perhaps the best at this, given your stature, given what you have to do daily. Mm. However, one of the most annoying things about them, and this is something that his colleagues find irritating as well, is that you really can't tell what he's thinking in any way or form. He's almost always smiling in this wry and pointed smile, but his face gives away nothing. Regardless, he gestures to the constable who was keeping you company to leave the hall. Who is the who is the constable? Uh, is there somebody that I know? Yeah, I'm going to say regardless of who it is, I'm going to say like you know, give my best to your family, and I will like list off family members. You know, like the facade yeah. is there for you. It's not there for for Glenn, if that makes sense. As you do, you you can see like the constable getting more and more uncomfortable because the chief is staring him down, but you're also being like very like nice to him. And he's like, thank you, um, uh, thanks, sir. And he kind of quickly masses away. Glenn walks up to the bars, looks you down and says, well, have you enjoyed uh, your stay at our beautiful new apartment? It's, it's newly furnished. I will admit that... Uh... Our dear friends here in the Collinsville Police Department have made my stay more than welcome, but I will certainly say that uh, at no point have I been told as to why I have been brought in, mm. or what crime or potential crime I may have committed. I do see that. So um, can you enlighten me, Glenn, just a little bit? Oh, Mr. Crothers, I'm pretty sure that your eyes are quite open already. However, let me enlighten you as to uh, some of the reasons uh you are here. We've had some troubling reports of disappearances in our beloved town. And let's just say that people have seen things and people have talked. What say of that, Benjamin? You would like me to respond to these uh, baseless accusations? Well, I wouldn't... Well, <clears throat> My dear Glenn, let me let me just stop you right there. Now, that is the thing about rumor and speculation. Anybody can say something. It's one of the greatest works of literature or of people saying things. I could have been seen in the sky flying 50 feet above you, but it doesn't make it true. So if you can tell me what it is exactly who I should owe these uh, beautiful fictitious works of, or perhaps what these fictitious works are, because you're telling me that people are going missing, but I'm looking around and I don't see anybody missing. He smiles at you seemingly warmly and says, Well, Benjamin, you know how these things are. We are not at liberty to discuss the individuals who uh, provided us with these uh, baseless allegations, as you call them. So you admit they're baseless? Mm, I admit that you consider them baseless. Now, this is what I never understood about you, Glenn. Oh. You dance and prance around the subject, but you never come forward. Now, what kind of upstanding police officer talks to somebody without laying charges, without being clear as to what they're being accused of? Why this dance, Glenn? Now, you best tell me what it is you are accusing me of. You say disappearances. Well, then tell me who's gone, Glenn. Let me let me touch upon something that you 
maybe quite aware. I'm going to take a seat back in the thing, just like, yep, all right, you're no longer worth my time. Sit back down in the back of the uh, thing. So, by all means. I, fortunately, by the powers vested in me by our glorious queen and nation. And my great-great-grandfather, don't forget. I don't have to tell you anything, Mr. Crothers. Okay, then. And I hope you're prepared to speak to my lawyer about this, because I refuse to answer any more of your questions without understanding a little bit more about the predicament that I'm in. So, if you're more than obliged, then please, go on. Give my man Jeeves a call. I believe he would have already done a bit of the, uh, <clears throat> legwork for you. Oh, he, he most certainly talked to me already. Seems like uh, there's been other matters your family's been plagued with. Or do you even call her family anymore? Are you talking about? And I'm going to like rush right up the things. And I'm saying, if you say her name, I swear to Soth, I will reach through these bars and give you something to accuse me of. How dare you, sir? How dare you stand there? I remember just like it was yesterday. What you told me, what you accused me of with my wife, what she had nothing there was no reason no baseless accusation and they're like i'm gonna just like kind of like lean into him and intimidate him about uh, accusing me of killing my wife how dare you your rushing in definitely has an effect on him he genuinely does take a step back in surprise mm. but the moment you start talking he immediately takes a step forward again to his original position you know uh how tall are you benji um i okay I think this was one that we mentioned earlier. <laughs> I said Benji would say he's six foot, but he's like 5'11". He's one of those kind of guys who gives himself yep. a couple of inches. Of course. But yeah, 5'11". Yeah, so the chief is taller than you, Benji, but he has a bit of a hunched back and neck from years mm. of writing and just unhealthy posture. Generally, you would loom above him, but in this case, when he moves back to face you, he pulls himself to his full height until he's quite literally looking down on you. There's a glint in his eyes and the corners of his mouth curl upwards in a gleeful smile. Benjamin, you forget that in this whole delightful little town of Collinsville, I'm perhaps the only person who sees you for your filthy self. And fortunately, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> <laughs> Filth! Well, that is grand coming from you. You ain't from here. You ain't one of us, Mr. Richards. Hi. I you. I think you'll find that I'm as pure as they come. We, the chosen few, who will move on from this land in a much better place than people like you, Mr. Richards. I spit again. I'm like, <laughs> there's just spit all everywhere. Hang on, hang on. Just, you know, it's too late to take back. But are these cages like in their own kind of corner, or is this an open plan, sheriff's? Like, is it like is everyone in another room, yeah, yeah. or is everyone like just a couple desks across? Like, oh my god, what's going on here? They probably hear you if you're shouting, but it's in a different location. I'm shouting. Oh I'm yeah, shouting. it's fine. He kind of smiles at you, <laughs> grins even. And he says, I've heard that line so, so many times before, and it just makes the takedown ever so sweeter, Benjamin. I know that you're involved somehow. And, well, let's just say that even though my idiot subordinates look up to you, they work for me, and I'll make sure that this is blown wide open. 
Mark my words. And when it does, you'll be... Well, you'll be groveling at my feet. What beautiful works of fiction, Mr. Richards. I'm sure at some point your novelizations of what you believe to uh, have occurred will uh, grant you great fame of which you most decidedly crave. I'm just going to go sit down. <laughs> well, Mr. Crothers, you know what they say. He moves closer to you, his face literally pushing against the bars, and he whispers just loud enough for you to hear. Life is often stranger than fiction. His smile widens, he turns, and then he walks away, whistling. Our scene has ended. Yes. But I will request that um, if if I do in fact still get like, you know, phone call and so and so on and so forth. Because I, I feel like Jeeves knows what to do in this situation, whether it be me or my father before me or anyone else who kind of like got him himself into like the necessitating legal counsel. Jeeves knows what, you know, the steps to go through. Yeah. So I think I will use my phone call to actually call Ephraim, uh, Ephraim Brown, the oh. mayor, just to say, hey, um, I, I can't meet our obligation today. Unfortunately, there seems to be some kind of uh, misunderstanding and I find myself in arrest and, and I'll kind of like give him permission to organize uh, some of the, the big kind of festivities and stuff like that. I want to try and still meet my obligation with him. However, I am in jail and so on and so forth <laughs> in a way that says like, oh, you know, it's just a it's just a formality. I'm, I'm in jail. Don't worry. I mean, like you don't have to do anything about it. It's yeah, fine. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. I mean, it's it's a little bit cold in here and, you know, they really haven't been treating me well. But mm. um, honestly, hey, I'm, I'm just sorry that I can't uh, meet our engagement and stuff. And like you take care of your, you know, I'm really yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of, of do something about this, but you don't have to do something about this. You slide sly Benji. Yeah, the moment Ephraim hears this, he is immediately annoyed and insists that he'll be there immediately, swearing and cursing as well. Uh, how dare someone arrest an upstanding citizen of Collinsville such as you? Outrageous, he says, and he assures you that he'll take care of it promptly. Sweet. Done and dusted. Dottie, what would you like to do? Yes, so Sage is still out at this point, right? After that big argument. Mm -hmm. I would have gone towards the town. Yeah, okay. So I wake up at around 9.30. I have a look around. Sage is not in the house. And James, I check the bathtub. How is James holding up? He seems to still be unconscious or asleep, bleeding certainly. The bathtub is now stained with quite a lot of blood as well, with some stains on the nearby wall and the edges of the bathtub as well. Wow, he knocked him pretty good. But he's alive? Yes, as far as you can tell. Doesn't look like he's going anywhere, and I can't get him anywhere by myself, and I don't know if we even need him at this stage, so I've stayed out overnight. And I've shirked my duties at the inn so far for today. It's quite late. I really should get back to my parents, but I'm also conscious of the fact that there's still dead bodies in the temple. Yes. Mm. But I don't know. Everyone's going to die after today. So do either of these things actually matter? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a difficult decision. I've got two responsibilities, but I suppose the most meaningful thing at the moment, Benji did ask me to clean up the bodies. So um, given that mm. Benji will be around and my parents may not be, and the inn probably won't be, I'm going to say I need to clean up the bodies. 
So I'm going to um, help have some breakfast, help myself to some, uh, what do you think, have cereal you reckon, Sage? Yeah, probably have some bread and oats maybe. Oh yeah, I make myself some oatmeal on the stove, you know, clean myself a bit up a bit and I'm going to head down to the library at about 10.30. Mm-hmm. Is the library open at the moment? Uh, yeah, it should be because... Yeah, you woke up after it's after it's opened. Yeah, yeah, and you've already had a, the chat with the officer, and he's left. Yeah, yeah. So I'll open the door to the library. Uh, I'm gonna call out, Kath, you here? Oh, hello, Dottie. Good morning. How are you? Yeah, very well. Um, very tired. Oh, yeah. Had a lot of fun yesterday. I was uh, just wanting to pick up that stuff that we left in the back for the children's exhibit, the stuff that we left lying around. Indeed. <laughs> I wonder uh, how many people are in the library at the moment? Probably 10-ish, maybe 15 max. Mm-hmm. Has the police officer come back with his holy water? <laughs> Not yet, no. Not yet, okay. I wonder if this is the best time for that, unless you have brought enough uh bags and and what not to carry all the decorations there's quite a copious amount uh, so i'm i'm just not sure if this is the opportune moment and i kind of look pointedly around at the people in the library well yes i, I understand i just i'm just gonna get restless i don't really know what else i can do to prepare you know indeed well i tell you what there, there was a uh there was a gentleman at the library this morning when I arrived, a uh, police officer. Right. Interesting. Yes. Who was uh, marveling at the silly little decoration that Doug had made, if you remember it. Yes. Did he see all the decorations? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, just the one that we left on display. Right. Okay. indeed. Mm -hmm. And now he mentioned he was going to come back with holy water. He seemed to be... Oh. Yes, I know. He seemed to be awfully frightened by this uh, display and and seemed to think it portended some kind of evil that that needed to be purified. Oh, dear. Yes, I I, I was expecting him uh, any minute. Uh, Perhaps... You would be so kind as to find where he's gotten to. I can see if I can, yeah, track him down. Maybe have a chat with him. Hmm. Just see what if he's all right and whatnot. I'm sure the decorations will be fine for a few days. Okay, if you say so. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go find him. No worries. Do you want? Will he be needed further for the? Oh no! no okay. No. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'll get on that. Uh, thanks, Kath. Um, it's good to have something to do, something to prepare for. Lovely. Just as you're about to probably leave, an old lady wobbles up to you, Kath, and says, Hello, dearies. Um, but by any chance, could, could I get some access to the, um, uh, the restrict- restricted section? I- I'm looking for a really old book. It's, it's, you know, it's the original transcript of uh, Captain Cook's Voyages. I heard it is a delightful read. Oh, wonderful. Interested in some uh, local history. Oh, you know me. Uh, reading is all I can do these days. Oh, 
and what a comfort to the soul it is. It really is. Excellent. Well, uh, first things first, uh, let me check that we indeed have the book you are after. Okay, I mean... So I'll kind of turn around and I'm going to pull out like this massive, like comically large reference book and like goes thud on the desk. Now, do you know the title or the author of the book, perchance? She gives you a quizzical look and says, yes, the the author is Captain Cook, and the title is Captain Cook's Voyages. Excellent. So let me just turn to, I assume that is uh, Cook, <laughs> comma, Captain. Now let's just... <laughs> no, I... I, I... <laughs> and I just start like turning the pages like and like leaf through these big pages, get to the, the C section and run my finger down the page. Hmm, let me see. While this is happening, um, I think she turns to you, Dottie, and says, You would think after so long we would create a new system that's much faster to find books. Yes, um, I wish I could just wave my wand and Accio book or something like that, but... (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you're so funny. Well, seems you've got this covered. Oh, yes, of course. Uh, So I'm just gonna head out then. Um, I'd love you to see you again, Mrs. Um... Oh, um, Mavis, it's a pleasure to meet you. Yes. Um, okay. I'm gonna head out then. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna head in the direction of the church. Okay. So uh, I'll look up and be like, ah, here it is. Uh, hmm. Oh, it looks like someone has taken that out Mm, a couple of months ago now. Oh. What name is here? I can't quite read that. Mm, Mr. Oh, Mr. McMahon. Oh, it, it, it appears that Doug himself has taken this book for a bit of light reading, I'm sure. Oh, is that so? I was under the impression that uh, old Doug didn't like books all that much. Well, yes, that is what I thought myself. But every once in a while, without fail, he would always take a few books home with him. I don't know if it was just to keep up appearances. And then he would bring them back and, and chat to me about how wonderful they were to read. Although I suspected he might not have actually read them. Oh, what a uh, funny man. Indeed. I, I heard that he's quite ill at the moment, uh, holed oh. up in his uh, house. Indeed. Well, he told me he was leaving the country. Oh, d- did he now? Yes. Well, he said indefinitely. Wow, I, 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 that, is, that is certainly news to me, yes. Hmm. <gasps> Perhaps he took this book with him. Oh dear, now we shall never get it back. She smiles at you kindly and says, Well, it's okay, I'm sure I can find another rare book like the Aurora Australis. I believe you have a copy of that as well. Perhaps Uh, that's in... Let me check. And now, what was the title again? Aurora Aurealis. Australis, yes. Aurora Australis, indeed. It's very rare. And you don't know the author? It is Ernest Shackleton. Ah, excellent. All right, now, to turn to the S section. (laughs) 
if only there was a better way of finding <laughs> these books. Like perhaps going into the section. <laughs> Here we are, Shackleton, 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 Ernest, yes, and ah, yes, absolutely, we do have it, lovely, and it is in row five, nine, yes, excellent. Now, interested in uh, astronomy, are we? Right, y yes, of, of course. Wait, this is an astronomical phenomenon, is it not? The aurora. Yes. I indeed. So that would make me think you are interested in astronomy. Well, it's actually just a old book of essays. Ah, about? Um, Shackleton's crew. I see. He, he had a long expedition, you see, and I'm quite interested in the expeditions of sailors. Uh, you know how sailors can be. Oh, Yes, I'm I'm sure you've seen a few sailors in your time. Oh, oh, oh I have. <laughs> yes, indeed. Oh no, I, I only asked because um actually, yeah, have I heard about the star? Oh, I don't think so, unless there's a radio in the library, which is unlikely. Mm, okay. I only ask because um I, I heard some rumors of a a strange astronomical phenomenon that uh, might be about to occur over this very town, in fact. Oh. And I just wondered if you knew anything about it. I have no idea what you're talking about. No? Not oh. at all. I, I, I'm I, a timid little woman, old woman. I prefer to direct my eyes in front of me instead of above. Oh, I completely understand. I I just, I have a particular interest, you see. I I feel connected to this I, star, I, this, this phenomenon, as, as if it might be a sort of portent of, of the Lord, of God. You may not be aware of this because uh, you're quite young, but uh, when you reach my age, you start counting the minutes before you drop dead. And I would like to <laughs> read that book as soon as possible. Perhaps oh, yes. you can show me to where it is. Of course. Oh, no, no. You stay right there. I will find it for you. No, 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 no. It's it's okay. I can come with you. Oh, I'm afraid librarians only allowed in the restricted section. I do not believe that's true. I've seen many people going into the restricted section. I just assumed that they needed a guide who is a librarian such as yourself. Ah, there is a back room in the restricted section where I sometimes take meetings since I don't have an office of my own, I'm afraid. But you do. Oh, that is Doug's office. Oh, well, I suppose it is mine now, is it not? How delightful. In indeed. Yes, uh, but no, I'm afraid that uh, librarians must be the ones to enter the restricted section to find any books. Uh, we can't have people taking books out of shelves and leafing through them and whatnot. Oh, dearie, I would never do such a thing. Uh, can't you make a small exception for a dying old lady such as myself? Oh, my goodness. Oh, are you ill? Yes. Oh, with what? Old age. Oh, I see. Well, why not? Come along, then. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. And I'll sort of... 
get my keys out and open up the restricted section. As you're walking, Jesus, I've, I've noticed a lot of uh, these flashy young policemen recently. Yes, there was one here this morning. Yes, not really sure what's going on. Dude, are you aware of why, what's happening? An old lady such as myself, I don't think I can deal with this excitement? No, I have no idea. Have you heard anything? Oh, no, I was just having a small chat with a young lad a few minutes ago outside of the library, mm. uh, telling him all about my excitement to visit the restricted section, about how I would have to go with the librarian because, you know, it is out of limits without one. Is that so? Oh, yes. Uh, we all know that we can't just into the restricted area. It needs to be, well, I was under the assumption that no one could, but after seeing so many people go in, I just thought I needed a guide. But thank you so much, Deary, for making an exception for me. Oh, yes, of course. Oh, well, you would be quite lost here without me, I'm sure. Of course. Now, let us find that book, shall we? Indeed. I believe it's just over here. I'll lead her down a corridor. Yeah. Do you pass by the entrance to your quote-unquote bad cave? <laughs> Um, the corridor I'm leading her down is near the entrance. So it doesn't pass by, though? No. Okay. So as you're walking down, she suddenly stops and says, Oh, what's, what's down this way? And it isn't the corridor that leads to the, to the entrance, but it's a random corridor, and she starts walking that way. Oh, uh, simply more books. I, but the one you were looking for is this way. I, are you quite all right? Oh, I'm just very excited, uh, you know, seeing all of this interesting things. Of course. Literature is very exciting. Of course. It ignites one's passions, does it not? Especially this astronomy book. I am quite fascinated myself. I would love to learn more about these mysterious phenomena that are occurring. Yet again, dearie, this is not a book about astronomy, despite the title. Um, I believe you'll find that in the astronomy section, all the books you need. But you would know that as a librarian, wouldn't yeah, you? Of course. Of course. Um, Deary, if, if this old woman may ask you one last favour. Of course. Can you show me to this back room that you mentioned of? I know every corner of the library, but I've never heard of a back room in the restricted section. In fact, Doug never mentioned it to me either. Oh, he didn't? How odd. Indeed. Uh. Well, for what purpose? It is just a room, quite bare bones, in fact. So that I can die in peace knowing that I've been to all corners of this wonderful, delightful work of art. Isn't that wonderful? Yes. Very well, then. Well, it is just this way. Where are you taking her? <laughs> I'm taking her towards the temple. Oh! Mm -hmm. <laughs> Okay. Yep. Cool. Yep. With, with the bodies. Yep. I see. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect that. Yeah, she follows silently. Okay. So we're going to reach the point where there's the book that you have to like mm -hmm. pull out to activate the door. And I'm just going to be talking. Yes. I, I know I'm going on about it quite a bit, but this strange astronomical phenomena that is... Uh, rumoured to be coming over the night sky at, at this very time of year, in this very year. What a phenomenal coincidence, don't you think? Don't you think it's it's a message from our Lord that we, in this humble town of Collinsville, we are on the right path, don't you think? Sorry, dearie, I, I was lost in thought. I'd not 
ever imagined that your secret room, I mean, your back room would be behind a bookshelf. Oh, yes, well, just a just a fun little trick set up by uh, ye old Carruthers. Oh, uh, of course. Yes, indeed. Now, you are a woman of religion, are you not? I am a woman. That much is certain. Ah. Uh. You do not believe in our Lord. I believe that I do not think I could climb down these stairs. <laughs> oh, do not worry. I will help you. No, that is... Good. I'm going to... I'll pull the... I, no, I'm good. Pull the book out. <laughs> the door opens. And I got my arm around <laughs> And... Uh, Please stop. (laughs) I'm just going to say, we must all serve the Lord in one way or another. Okay, can I serve the Lord by leaving? (laughs) We cannot get in the way of the divine reckoning, of the true fate of this town, of this world, in fact. And I promise that I will do everything in my power to ensure that it comes about. And then I push her down the stairs. What? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I'm going to say you do not have the initiative unless you're willing to buy, uh, you know, seize the initiative. Why do I not have the initiative? She even before you started talking, she was like, "I am. I need to leave." Okay, so I don't have surprise. You do not have surprise. Oh, on okay. Then yes, I will try to seize initiative. Cool. Increase your clarity by one. Yeah. In that case, you go first. You push her. You do. You are partially successful. Okay. Um, you are not completely successful if only because she was expecting it and she was like trying to move backwards and stuff like that. So you do push her, mm. but and she falls down, kind of bangs her head on the ground, but she doesn't topple down the stairs. She kind of hangs on top of like she's sprawled on top of the stairs kind of trying to crawl up out of the lair i should say mm-hmm. now it's her turn okay and yeah she she does try to crawl up she is also partially successful because if if not completely unsuccessful because she's been pushed she's bleeding slightly um so she she does not manage to make it very far up the stairs um so I imagine you want to do something still to her, so we'll come to the very beginning again. What would you like to do? So, I am holding the Ernest Shackleton book, yes? Uh-oh, yes? I'm gonna whack her over the head. Oh, yeah, in this case, you definitely have the initiative. She, she she can't do anything about it. You're completely successful as well, yeah. Like, how hard are you working it? How, like, with what part of the book as well? Yeah, I'll, I'll whack with the spine, because my intention is to either knock her out or to kill her basically. So I want to give her a decent blow to the head. And you do. You raise your arm high up in the air and do you say anything while you bring it down onto her old, weary skull? <laughs> um, I think at this point, like, the adrenaline is, like, rushing a bit and Kath is feeling a bit, like, frenzied. You just had to, didn't you? Just had to snoop around and see the secret room. Well, I'm on to you. I've seen you snooping around and I will not allow you to prevent the coming of Soth. Will Benji make it out of jail before the next ritual? Will Sage's wrath lead to her doom? And will the cults succeed in covering up their ever-growing body count? Find out on the next episode of Don't Forget Your Towel. 
If you like what you hear, please connect with us on Instagram and Twitter at DFYT underscore podcast, on Facebook at Don't Forget Your Towel Podcast, and through email at dfytpodcast at gmail.com. If you have a few dollars to spare and you've been liking what you hear, please consider donating to us on Patreon. But if you don't have a few dollars to spare, that's all good too. Just keep listening and like or review us on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Every single rating goes a long way to helping us increase our reach and to share the RPG love. We would also like to thank our patrons. Benjamin Tay, Adrian, Jesse Wesson, Bonnie Cohen. Thank you all for your support. We could not do it without you. Till next time, keep your towels at the ready. Ready?